This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends and proud parents over at the Rat Hour Podcast with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discovering what's in Tim Allen's trash this week, dirty work quotes with no context, and rabid praise of the Cincinnati Reds' bullpen. And just for our listeners, brought to you by the grace of the tube, here's a sneak peek at this week's episode of the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. You're an animal! And you need to release this aggression! Aggression against this damn video game! No, it ain't the game, it's this controller! It's the controller! It's the controller! Oh, that rat boy, he sure is something, huh? Well, if you want to find out what's really going on, you got to tune in to the Rat Hour with Rat Boy, part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by Aaron Angle. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Hey, everybody. I had nothing fun to say this week. Bloodbath, that's like six episodes in a row. Nothing fun to say. <laughs> you better be careful or Alan's going to be fan favorite before you know it. Villain of the season, no! dude. <laughs> and shut up. Today's <laughs> today's topic on the show is our top 3 fictional athletes that we want to start a franchise with. But before we get started, if you would like to support the show, Please tell your friends, um, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if that were if that's where you listen, and follow our social media pages at a top three podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and leave your own top threes in the comments when we post our episodes, and uh, you can participate in our listener top threes that we read and react to at the end of every show. So keep your eyes on those social media pages and check the episode description for links. Again, today's topic is our top three fictional athletes that we would want to start a franchise with. So uh, this was Alan's pick of a topic. So Alan, can you explain kind of what this topic's about? Um, Okay, so top three fictional athletes that you would like to start a franchise with. So uh it's pretty self-explanatory i guess there are a couple kind of subtle nuances here so these these people that you're picking they have to they're in the league right that you are that they're in right so you pick goldberg from mighty ducks he is a middle school hockey team goalie you know it's not goldberg extrapolated to the nhl or anything like that 
Um, Airbud, same thing. You can pick Airbud. I mean, all he does is shoot free throws, but you can pick Airbud. <laughs> uh, but he can only win your uh, your junior league basketball championship for you. That's that's his limit. So that's got to be a consideration here. Uh, right. Beyond that, it's just justify your choice, right? Because there are so many options here. You can go a thousand different directions. Right. Um, I, I was kind of unclear, though, as to... Oh, so is this, like, for one season, or are we looking, like, years down the line? So, again, going back to Airbud. Yeah, starting a franchise, to me, I didn't even know it. we were, like you know, keeping it within whatever league they were in in whatever fictional setting that we're talking about. I just assumed it was like, hey, you're starting a professional team with this person. Who is it and why? Well, like, my thing is, if you're starting a franchise, if you're starting a high school football team, for example, you maximum four years out of the players that you pick. So that's part of your pick. Um, like, right. If you're picking professional players, then maybe you can look like 15 years into the future with your your pick. But if you have like a junior high uh, soccer team, you get two years or three years, depending on where you live. That's part of your pick, too. So I think uh, it's it's starting a franchise fits best with pro sports. But uh, whatever level of competition your players are at, um, you want you'll get the maximum amount of time, I think. So if this is your first time listening to the show, the way that this works is we've all picked our top threes. We are going to take turns going around and saying our number threes first. Um, Then after that, everyone says their number twos, number ones at the end, and then some lightning round honorable mentions with listener responses at the end. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started. And uh, this is my podcast, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, my number threes, two players, they go together though. You can't have one without the other. They're like lamb and tuna fish. They are, (laughs) (laughs) they are Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell, the dual linebackers from remember the Titans. If you're doing a high school football team, I want those two linebackers, uh, locking down shit on defense for my team. Um, Remember the Titans is a fantastic football movie and I just remember how like dominant those two were um, at linebacker. So that's my pick for my number threes. Cheating, but I don't care. This is my podcast. I can cheat all I want. Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell, outside linebackers. You know, we get shit on for this a lot, Dave. This is one of those like core fundamental things that we believe in that remember or not wait you're, you yeah remember the titans uh it uh, never mind i thought you're talking about something else but what i will say is like strong side <laughs> weak side dude they yeah, literally side, held that entire side. like like and, and and not only that like it was really weird seeing uh that movie and like the main characters being like defensive players like a lot of the offensive players got put to the side but when it came to defense i i, I mean like they were the main characters. Uh, who's that fucking dude that played quarterback and they took him? Ryan Goslin was like one of the main yeah. characters, but he sucked. Like they really did a lot of focus on the defense. But like you're yeah. right. Like if you got a high school football team, they've already proved it. They kick ass that entire fucking movie. Uh, and like I said, if I'm starting a new team too, those are the two guys I want uh, protecting the ends. 
that was those were the two like the two best players on the team were those two linebackers like uh fuck donald phase on the running back fumbling all the time the quarterback <laughs> sunshine he was a liability liability uh, everyone else was like a liability they won because they gave up like four points a game their defense <laughs> right, was fucking average. great yeah. yeah their defense was awesome so yeah i stand by this pick you get two like all state linebackers hell yeah does it explain if they go to college or not and play ball i don't remember they there is like a scroll at the end of the movie that yeah. says like what the players did after the movie was over. But I do not remember. I did not watch the movie to prep for this. I just remember they were fucking <laughs> stud linebackers. And, and there is, there is something to be said about like camaraderie and brotherhood when it comes to like actually like buckling down mentally and like following a game plan and playing well together. Like those two guys were best friends holding yep. it down dude they had a lot more to play for than just the city you know what i mean yeah it's a good movie remember the titans like one of the best sports movies of all time yeah for sure alan bloodbath did you guys see remember the titans oh yeah i've never seen I mean, it i don't whoa i was just going to say i don't think you could have made it out of the 2000s without seeing remember the titans that's but what i there thought there goes too. bloodbath is shocking me <laughs> there goes bloodbath um, I think we watched that two or three times during class. In school, oh, yes, we did, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, sure like, that, that was how um, how endemic it was, you know, to that, to that period of time. It was just, like, all over the place. Yeah, even if you didn't, even if you're not a football fan, I mean, it's it's a Denzel Washington movie. It's not, like, a niche football movie. Right. It's It's Denzel Washington. And Bloodbath has seen every German movie ever made, which like yeah, surprises exactly. me yeah. because, because he's like, well, oh, you mean the greatest sports movie of all time with the, one of the greatest yeah. actors of all time? Nah, ne ne never got around to that. No, sorry, I was busy watching American Psycho for the 67th time. I was too busy time. listening to the Violet Febs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie, Bloodbath. Um, obviously, if you, if you don't <laughs> like it. Like, I'll watch it. I just, I just never watched it when I was younger. Oh, do you hear that in his voice? He hates Denzel. I was going to say, like, even if you don't like football, it's it's still a pretty decent movie, but Bloodbath does like football. So, yeah, I would recommend it. It's good. That being said, right. I haven't watched it since, like, 2006. I have no idea how it holds up, but I assume it's all right. I bet it holds Check up. It out. I haven't watched it in a long time either. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... In uh, in recap, that's my number three is the two linebackers from Remember the Titans, Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell. Shout out to Wood Harris. Fucking is that his name? Wood Harris? Wood I don't know. Wood something. I gotta look that up. Just a second. Wood Harris. It is. Yeah. Shout out to Wood Harris. Uh, fucking great actor. Um, I remember like he's i guess he's most famous for being in the wire which is amazing but uh when i watched the wire i was like oh shit is that dude from remember the titans that's julius campbell when his his most famous oh, shit, was he was clearly, in the wire dude yeah he's he avon, awesome he's in the avon wire. barksdale yeah. in the wire. yeah oh shit he was so good in that man <laughs> yeah fantastic but i i knew him as the guy from remember the titans so uh, all right, let's move on to Aaron, your number three 
fictional athlete to start a franchise with? All right. My number three fictional athlete to start a franchise with is Victor Crumb from Harry Potter. Um, I am upcoming Quidditch franchise. Maybe I'm new. Maybe I'm the Magpies and I suck, right? But uh, there, there's a redraft of all the greatest Quidditch players. Who's the very first one I'm going to? It's 100% Victor Crumb. They hit you on the head throughout the entire fourth book in the fourth movie. Like, hey, guys, this dude is way better than Harry Potter in every aspect. He just only knows six words of English, right? So uh, when, you know, when I think about Victor Crumb and I think about Quidditch specifically, I think about like hockey. Like Quidditch reminds me a lot of hockey. And Victor Crumb reminds me a lot of uh, Ovechkin, right? Like he's this like big fucking dude, pretty silent, but like fucking comes at you. He's a hella good scorer, a hella good defensive player. Um, and like I said, like uh, if we're going fictional uh, athletes, I want to go a fictional sport. He is the best at Quidditch. He is the Ovechkin. He's the LeBron James. He, he He's the guy that everybody wants on their team. I'm starting a Quidditch franchise. That's who I'm picking. So my number three is going to be Victor Crumb. Man, I didn't even think about Quidditch. That's a that's a good sport to include in this. Victor Crumb's a great pick. Yeah. 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 I wanted to put him up higher, but I was convinced Alan was also going to say Victor Crumb, so I wanted to like <laughs> be first in line, so I was better than him for once in my that's life. That's funny. But no, I didn't. I didn't even I consider Victor sure. Crumb though. I was for sure Alan's picking this. I need to get this out of the way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you're starting like Quidditch, right? Is there any other person you would like pick? Is there any other Quidditch player that's not in those like little like weird like miniature anthologies that she taught? Like it's Victor Crumb, right? Like easy. I mean, she talks about like the Irish national team and, um, you know, I mean, not to nerd out on Harry Potter, but yeah, she talks about some other Quidditch players, but none of them are like, and you're right. They hit you over the head the entire series that Victor Crumb is like the greatest Quidditch player of all time. I know nothing of what you're talking about. I've read no Harry Potter books. Two in a I row. Barely like know that Quidditch. Yeah, we know, know you were you were listening to the Violet Femme. <laughs> we know <laughs> as long as everybody knows. Bloodbath was watching American Psycho for the forty seventh time. <laughs> on his and his wife's anniversary. <laughs> um, hold on. So I did read Harry Potter and I watched all the movies. I was under the impression that Harry Potter is the best Quidditch player of all time. Is that then not why isn't true? he pro? Yeah, I mean Victor Harry Crumb's Potter like is the best. Is the right? best Quidditch player at Hogwarts. Well, he's the best he's seeker the best on seeker. Gryffindor because right? he's and at that's Hogwarts. Going to say. Aaron, he's not like Ovechkin, right? I mean, like he's not a scorer. He's not a defender. Like, Isn't he, he also a seeker? Just, he's a seeker, right? I mean, so he doesn't score though outside of catching the snitch. He doesn't. That's throw worth a ball the most points in the game, right? But like right. catching the snitch, but he's not like scoring. Points, he's right? not scoring goals though, Aaron. That's what Ovechkin does. You don't get points for anything in hockey like you get points in for Quidditch outside right, of so scoring. What goals. hockey player is the most like a seeker then? None. That's why I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't that's want to, didn't want to get into how expect. your entire analysis <laughs> right. was. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, Back if you off. want to, no, we right. can talk that's about it. it. Nope. 
no, you, you gave me the right answer there, dude. That's exactly what I said. I guess it's just Ovechkin in the way, like, he's just so much bigger than a lot of other hockey players. And, like, Victor Crumb is described from Harry Potter's perspective as being, like, this huge fucking guy. And, like, from Ron's perspective, who's, like, super jealous that Hermione likes him as, like, this huge fucking, like, stocky dude. I guess it just comes down to body type. Actually, if I recall correctly in the book, they perceive him as like hunched over and walking funny. Yeah, Probably like a hockey those, player. All yeah. those fucking Quidditch injuries, dude. Quidditch is a violent sport. My man's you got fall like, 80 feet. Yeah, my man's got, my man's broken every bone in his body. He's got CTE and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Locke got his finger cut off. Victor Crumb <laughs> fell from 150 feet onto his face. Yeah, how many limbs do you Legends. think Victor Crumb has had regrown in his career? <laughs> Very true. Yeah. And like I said, he he's doing he he's from Durmstrang. He's doing the fucking uh, wizarding trial or whatever. But at the beginning of the book, he's in the Quidditch World Cup. So this guy's like what, like seventeen, like eighteen years right. old, and he's already on top of his game. Like fuck it, Victor Crumb. I, I just still no joke. I just still think it's. I mean, if Harry Potter wasn't busy, you know, saving the world, Harry Potter would have also been like the best seeker ever if I i'm disagree. starting a, if i'm starting a quidditch team i want harry potter i mean harry potter ryan, lost games ryan leaf hadn't started popping pills he would have been the greatest quarterback in the late 90s early 2000s right my but thought is did. if you're a professional quidditch player and you're 17 years old people have known that you're a great quidditch player since you're 10 years old like harry potter just kind of came out like i said he's good for hogwarts i guess is Hogwarts not like the premier school for Quidditch in the wizard world? I don't think so. Like, right? I, w I would assume it is. I would assume it's like, it's the best. Well, Durmstrang has Victor Crumb, so it's definitely not the best. I don't know that they ever talk about other schools that actually play Quidditch amongst themselves. That, that is the right answer. I'm just being I do not recall that happening in any of the books. All right, fair enough. Well, um... All right, let's move on from this one and let's get from Harry Alan's, Potter. Yeah, from Harry Potter, who's clearly better than Victor Crumb at Quidditch. And let's get <laughs> Alan's number three uh, fictional athlete to start a franchise with. So this is kind of tough for me, ranking these characters, right? Um, I put this one number three only because, like we were talking about, limited span of time that you're going to be able to, to utilize it. But if I am have if I am starting a little league football team, I am taking Spike from Little Giants. Um, so say what you will about Icebox's heart, but Spike hits like a fucking freight train, man. <laughs> I mean, this kid. Um, so I guess for anyone who hasn't seen it, Little Giants uh, was a movie that came out in the early '90s uh, with with Rick Moranis um, and he coached his daughter's football team. His daughter, Icebox uh, was a middle linebacker for the team uh, against his brother's team. Um, and I think his brother had a son on the team, but I, I don't really think he was the only character that I really remember from the bad guy team was Spike um, because Spike was a fucking dog. Um, he played linebacker. All he did was dominate. 
I'd have him play in linebacker. He'd dominate. I'd have him running the ball every single time. Um, it would be great. We would just destroy all of those little little ten year olds. Spike with his twenty eight year old ass that they let play little league football anyway. Um, yeah, Spike from Little Giants, number three. What didn't he like? Come to join their team, and then he was like, "You guys suck," and he went and joined Ed O'Neill's team. Yes, he did. Because he wanted to win. Because he's good. <laughs> yeah. It's R.I.P. Rick Moranis. Um, oh, Rick Moranis. Did he die? No nah, way. He's, nah, he's still alive. I just said that. <laughs> he hasn't done no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> uh, no, dude, that that movie, I love that movie, and that's a good pick because Spike was like clearly like not in the same league. Like those kids could not have like stood up to Spike whatsoever. That was that was like a huge mishmash. And I love how they introduce him like he's carrying a fridge off of a truck by himself. Like, oh my back. God. He's just like ten years old. And his dad, his dad's just like a full on psychopath. <laughs> I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. All about that dude. yeah. No, he was he was he's like one of those twenty year old um Central American kids that play in the Little League World Series and they're just out there just you winging the ball 96, you know, just <laughs> scaring these other kids that are up at the plate. Um you know, and who can blame them, right? So. I'm legit crying about the refrigerator. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Oh man, uh, I've never seen that movie. That's how the movie starts. You said, yeah, that's just how they introduced that kid. Seen this is like half... That's just had how they introduced that kid. It, that scene takes okay. place like second half of the movie. It's a really good movie, okay. Dave. You'd like it. The story of the movie is that the town can only have one football team for some reason like the brothers don't like one another and they're gonna have a game to determine which football team stays and so you know they have a game i'm not gonna spoil it for anyone gotcha but it is it is a children's movie so you can probably guess who wins i'm sure it's an eminently spoilable movie yeah, yeah i, mean, I don't I give will a say... fuck it they, does they in, it does involve John Madden and the annexation of Puerto Rico. That's true. <laughs> That's is totally right. John Madden is the one annexing Puerto Rico. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. John John Madden was was taught the annexation of Puerto Rico oh, by one okay. of the kids, and it blew his fucking mind. I'm sure it did. Like on set when they were doing it, I'm sure it actually did blow his mind. And then John Madden got on Sunday Night Football the next day and drew it up on the the fucking like play, the play thing with like the the arrows and circles and X's and shit. That seems annexation of Puerto accurate. Rico is the best football play name of all time, right? Like it's not even it close. Is. <laughs> it's not even close. Oh, that's the name of a play. Yes. Yes, that is. <laughs> thought, that is. I thought it does not, not just, actually do not that. just any play the game winning play dave okay is it like a is like a hook and ladder with a bunch it of veers off and wildly shit like that? into like 
of political like war drama, <laughs> like with John. That's what Madden. I thought. Alternative history. It is a, <laughs> Dave, it is a trick play wherein the center holds the ball. Well, the center snaps the ball, then takes it back and holds the ball while he stands there, and everybody acts like a play is going on in front of him. And then, yes, it's a series of passes and laterals, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yep. And I say it involves, like, sticky hands, tar, um, (laughs) toilet paper. The movie is great. Hell yeah. It's a good movie. It's really good. All right. uh, Let's move to Bloodbath and get Bloodbath's number three fictional athlete. All right. One second. Let me get myself ready here. All right. My pick for my number three, I'm starting a high school football franchise, and I am picking William Fontaine de la Tour d'Otrive. D'Otrive from King of the Hill. Hell yeah, dude. The bulldozer. The the bulldozer, you bastard. The bulldozer. Who uh, is an offensive lineman and holds the um, Arlen High uh, record for uh, tackle for tackles for most tackles, uh, or sorry, more, uh, most touchdowns. My bad. Uh, here he holds the career uh, for most touchdowns. Um, what more can I say? Uh, he, you know, he's the bulldozer. He. Uh, he has no, um, he he has nothing stopping him. He has nothing in his life, nothing other than like getting to the goal line. When he sees it, there's nothing else that matters, and he goes for it. 10, 15, 20 players can like be holding him back, and he doesn't stop. He pushes right through, whether he chips his spine on the play or breaks his leg or dislocates his shoulder, like he's going through to the end. And he's getting a big, a big uh, kiss from his coach at the end of it. That's all I say about it. I don't know enough about football, but the bulldozer. That's my pick. So two things, real quick. I'm pretty sure he played fullback. Um, but the it, second thing on is the like, Wikipedia, no, it's offensive lineman. Well, offensive linemen fullback. don't rush for touchdowns. So uh, what I will say uh, on top of that is like the reason that is like a well-known character is because there's an episode of King of the Hill where like he, he finds out that some kid's about to break like his touchdown record. Uh, and also like he didn't graduate high school so he can go back and get one more touchdown. And so they give him the ball as like a 50 year old man. And you're right, bloodbath. Like people are trying to drag him down. He like breaks his leg or whatever, but he gets that one yard run that gives him the record back. Uh, but that's a very funny answer because everybody talks about like how shitty bill is, but like Hank, like De- Boomhauer, they all remember how gangster he was at football. Dude, they're all like, well, you know, Bill, Bill's an idiot, but like he did score that touchdown against you know whatever yes. high school. It's Ricky Shrug, R- Ricky Shugs is threatening to take uh, Arlen High's career touchdown record away from Bill. Not only that, but they stray hand him, right? Yes, they stray hand him. Like when Brett Favre laid down to give Strahan the record, they just they carried this guy into the end zone, right? Yes. The kid that broke his record, and then he had to come back and play to get it back. Wouldn't let Hank wouldn't stand for the audacity. He made him <laughs> come back 
and join the team and play, and Bill mutilated his leg in the process. <laughs> it's a, which is uh, cool for a few reasons. We because you guys mentioned before how just fucking pathetic Bill is all the time in King of the Hill, but like he has this like backstory of like he used to be really, really, really good at something that like doesn't matter anymore. Um, and also pretty realistic thing that would happen to any of us if any of us tried to play football like in an actual game my body would be destroyed in like touch. I don't know one play one play if I have to touch anybody or make a hard cut I would destroy my knee if I have to block somebody I'm gonna like I don't know my shoulders like my arms gonna come out of the socket like I'm too old to play football and it's just hilarious that Bill just goes and does it and he just gets absolutely destroyed when he goes and plays. Like you're all you're still in your thirties, like I think you'd be okay. Like maybe not doing but, it all like, the time. Hear me out because like la- last year I bought a bunch of footballs and I taught my students here in Korea how to play American football. And we, I was like in the middle of the game, I was like playing quarterback and the kids are like running around like real fast past me and stuff. And I was just, it was like, like people just flying past me. I was like, holy shit, I'm too old. I should not be out here doing this. I'm going to get hurt. If someone touches me, I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to fall down and be like the old man that falls the fuck down during some game. I can, I can handle playing basketball because I'm just like, I'm used to it. But football, I haven't played football since high school. Like, there's no way I could hang with any semi-competitive game of football right now. So, Did your students, uh, they were they understanding the game at all? Or did they have any, like, prior knowledge to what was going on? Because, I mean, like, I would imagine you were probably playing, like, flag or touch or something like that. But, like, were they, like, legit trying to, like, you know, pumble you? No, we we're playing two two hand touch, and uh, I was playing quarterback for a few plays just to show them like how it works, you know, how the concept of like down and distance works and stuff like that. Um, and like some of them are super competitive, and you can't tell people like that to go half speed. They don't they don't know how to go half speed, so it's kind of kind of scary trying to make sure no one gets hurt. Uh, as I'm teaching them how to play this super violent game. So, how old are they? Uh, juniors in high school. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like teaching elementary school kids. Uh, yeah, that could get ugly. Yeah, um, we had a few near uh, catastrophes, but we came out okay. So, um, all right, I'm going to move us into number twos. And my number two fictional athlete to start a franchise with is Pedro Serrano from Major League. If I'm starting a professional baseball team, I want, I either want a starting pitcher, and I couldn't think of a starting pitcher that I really love. If I can't have a a great starting pitcher, give me a dude that's going to hit 45 home runs a season and also contribute to just like fantastic clubhouse atmosphere. That's another consideration nice. when making these. And so uh, I love Pedro Serrano. I love his uh, 
all of his like rituals that he goes through, <laughs> like demanding to have a whole chicken to slaughter before a game <laughs> for good luck. Um, putting the like uh, putting the like the golf club covers over his bats to keep them warm. Um, <laughs> just love all of his uh, his little hijinks. And then throughout the course of the movie Major League, he figures out how to hit a curveball, and it's all over because he is just mashing home runs. So give me Pedro Serrano for my baseball team. Dave, I have one word, and that word is dongs. Okay. Right? Dongs. Uh, you are absolutely right on this one. Dongs. Enough said. Joe Vu. Joe Vu. <laughs> That's all, all that needs to be said. Yeah. 100% agree. Agree. If you need a hitter, Pedro Serrano is your guy. I thought about other guys from Major League, like give me young Jake Taylor, maybe, the main character from Major you. League early in the career. But, but a catcher? Yeah, I mean, a catcher would be good. Apparently, Jake Taylor was like an all-star earlier in his career. I thought about Willie Mays Hayes, but at the end of the day, like Aaron said, dongs. I want a dude who's going to hit 45 home runs. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going relief pitcher. You know, there's just no value. A lot of people uh, with Rick Vaughn as their as one of their fictional uh, fictional athletes for their team. And for your first pick, you're going to pick a, a closer. I don't think so. So you got to have a team around him for sure. Yeah. So give me Serrano. I actually thought about um, clue Haywood, the Yankees uh, slugger from major league because he's like okay. Serrano, except he's actually like really good all the time. He can hit a curveball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Torvald from Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, just fantastic casting on Clue Haywood. They picked like the ugliest motherfucker they could to just play like the bad Yankee hitter, the evil guy. Ben Roethlisberger. They basically picked Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) (laughs) They gave gave him a baseball bat, told him to grow his nose hair out. (laughs) Spit a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, give me Serrano. Serrano is also great in the clubhouse. All the people on the team love Serrano. Give me him. Dongs. Dongs. Great choice. All right. Uh, let's move to Aaron's number two, uh, fictional athlete. Uh, my number two fictional athlete to start a franchise with is going to be Ernest from Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> okay. So uh, for the uninitiated bloodbath. Uh, Dude, I'm so initiated on Ernest. You, 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 I was listening to Ernest. I was watching Ernest instead of instead of remember the Titans. <laughs> All right, so I just want to I want to start this whole thing with R.I.P. Jim Varney. You were a legend, and I loved you. Right? Wait, are uh, you just fucking with us? Like bloodbath was no. Jim Varney? <laughs> yeah, he's been dead. dead. He's no. been dead for years. He, he, man. No, he's been dead forever. Yeah, wow. that guy R. was no, that guy R. was ninety five years old in nineteen ninety two. So, 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 just to get into why. So, the basic concept of Slam Dunk Ernest is Ernest is like a, uh, I don't know, he's like a janitor or something uh, for at this stadium that holds a professional basketball team. 
and uh, he he really wishes he could be a professional basketball player. Now, when he's a janitor or whatever, he's not wearing a janitorial outfit. He's wearing the same thing Ernest wears in every Ernest movie, right? So, like, he's already got a pretty sweet gig that doesn't make him wear a uniform. Anyways, so one night, Ernest has a dream or, or, or a vision or something where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, played by Kareem <laughs> Abdul-Jabbar, visits him. Uh, and gives him a pair of sneakers that will allow him to be a professional basketball player. Uh, and Slam Dunk Ernest does exactly what the title says, bro. He slam dunks. Uh, he takes this really shitty team uh, and makes them really, really, really good uh, with all the regular Ernest quips that he has in every single one of his movies. Uh, but most importantly, he becomes the best player in basketball once Kareem Abdul-Jabbar gives him magic sneakers. So I'm looking at starting a professional basketball franchise. You know, I'm looking at this character and this character and this character. And I'm like, well, you know what, though? Slam Dunk Ernest has the magic Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shoes, though. Uh, and I think that separates him from the rest. So my number two, Ernest from Slam Dunk Ernest. R.I.P. Jim Varney. That's a good pick. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, that I feel like that was a subgenre of sports movies where someone gets magical powers and plays on a basketball team. There is at least this and Like Mike. Like Mike. That was the, It was like, who do I pick? Little Bow Wow or Ernest? I'm like, well... You know, easy, little Bow Wow's easy 12, choice. I could get 20 years out of him, or I could get the basketball player who wears a beige fishing hat. I, yeah. You know, that, that's really what it came down to, man. Yeah. And what out of these two, I mean, these are both super demoralizing, but out of these two, which would be more demoralizing if you're getting dunked on? Uh, getting dunked on by a 10-year-old or by an 87-year-old? Which one of those is more demoralizing? I'm going with White the old guy. guy. Yeah, I'm going, yeah. I'm going with the old white guy. All right, Dave, I just want to point this out. If it's 12-year-old dunked on me. <laughs> Dave, like... What's up? Er, like, Ernest, Ernest was, like, not that old, dude. <laughs> like, In, I think he right, just so, looks rough. He was, I think I he have, was, like, riddled, <laughs> riddled with cancer for most of his life. I think, Arnold, I, like, I don't even think he was in his 60s when he died. Ernest had a Ernest had a hard life. Uh, I will freely admit I saw Slam Dunk Ernest in like 1997 and never saw it again. So in Same. my memory, he's 175 <laughs> years old. He was he was 50 when he died. Sad. Jesus. Sad. Uh, damn. Sad. I feel like picking. Damn. Damn. I feel like picking Ernest. Hey, everybody. I feel like picking Ernest for your team is the equivalent of like picking the flubber from flubber for like, you know, when he sprays it on the bottom of the dude's basketball shoes and he starts like winning games. Like, I feel like that's like the same equivalent. So, (laughs) yes, that is. You're right. That's also a good, uh, good pick. Correct. I was going to say like honorable mention flubber. (laughs) Honorable mention the dude with the flubber. (laughs) The guy who invented flubber. Sherman Klump. You mean no, not Sherman? Yeah, Sherman Klump. That's oh, the nutty that professor. That's, that's the nutty that's professor. That's you're yeah. thinking of, dude. Oh no! Right, what was the flubber guy's name? It was Robin Williams. I don't remember his name. His name was Edward Flubber. And let's move someone, on. <laughs> someone, message, someone message Dave. Tell him what the uh, what the guy from Flubber's name was. Yeah, <laughs> Edward Flubber. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, now that we know that the guy from uh, Flubber, we took a break and looked it up. We know that the character who invented Flubber, his name was Flub <laughs> Flubberston. <laughs> we can move. <laughs> is Flub Flubber. We can move on to Alan's number two uh, fictional athlete. See how that works through the magic of podcast editing. Uh, so my number two fictional athlete with which I would start a franchise. Um, this one was a little bit of a stretch for me. I took him on and off the list a couple times. Like Dave was saying, you either want a guy that's going to hit dongs or you want a starting pitcher. And I chose that starting pitcher. My number two is Henry Rowan Gardner from Rookie of the Year. Um, now, obviously, yeah. there's a big concern here. Yeah, that was his name. Um, obviously, there's a big concern here, injury-wise. He only gets good because of an injury, and then and then he re-injures it in the same way, and he's bad again. All he can do is throw granny pitch style. So what I'm proposing is either you're just very careful with him or... <laughs> or you break at, his arm again. Or you break his <laughs> arm again at the end of every season and if he's not <laughs> pitching on that pitching mound, he's wearing a fucking cast. And not just any cast, but one of those big honking The ones. same one, yep. Yes, the same one. They're going to clamp that sucker right back on. And uh, and every year he's going to be throwing 106 for me for the next 30 years because he's 12. Because <laughs> he's 10. Well, this episode has devolved into something I love a whole bunch. Insane body <laughs> horror on children. Something you love a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that... Uh, that I was gonna say, huge risk by taking him in that uh, he's—it's an injury risk both ways because he's gonna hurt himself even more, or he's gonna get better. And either one of those results in him being a normal twelve-year-old kid, and then you know Pedro Serrano is just gonna hit a seven hundred-foot home run every time. Um, Why are you paying I mean, him twelve million a year? That's. That's fair enough. But all I'm saying is Pedro Serrano can't throw 106. That's true. Right? He can't. He can't throw that also, stinky cheddar, dude. He can't throw that stinky, stinky cheddar. cheddar. That's exactly right, Aaron. You tell him. Funky <laughs> I've seen that movie woman. 500 fucking times, dude. That movie's great. I think I saw uh, that movie once. When like when I was a kid and never watched it again, too busy watching. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh, that or Little Giants? What's wrong with you, man? What <laughs> Dave was too busy getting during laid. your childhood? Yeah, I was too <laughs> yeah, busy. Like... I was too busy getting laid when I was in third and fourth grade in elementary school. That's fair. this is why it's his podcast and not ours, yeah. Alan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that movie being fine, but so. It, oh, in the movie was great Gary Busey was there I mean okay never know. mind I'm in <laughs> yeah I was gonna say we should have said that very first so in the movie remind me he re-injures his arm and then there's right, so, there's like a sorry, critical moment at the end where he's got a pitch and he throws a granny pitch to get someone out right 
in either in the playoffs or to get into the playoffs. I think it's to get into the playoffs. It's beautiful. It's like slow yeah. motion and there's like trumpets and everything. And like it's the same <laughs> it's the same thing like the guy like the guy from the Yankees. Like it's the biggest like he basically looks like Mike Piazza if Mike Piazza had like the body stature of a ninja turtle. Like the dude is fucking <laughs> just this massive horrifying dude. And the first pitch he throws, he knows something's wrong cuz the guy takes it 800 feet, but it's out of but it's like, you know, <laughs> foul ball and then he just throws this like 12 mile per hour granny pitch everything slows down they do that slow cut where the audience is like their eyes are moving and he just swings and misses and it's dude that's like the like one of the better sports moments in movies ever that is very cool and it's hilarious that he hits like a 700 foot foul ball yeah, on the first like, pitch like, that's oh, really shit. good oh, yeah. that's really good oh, no. <laughs> ah that's good all right, um, let's go to Bloodbath. Bloodbath's number two fictional athlete to start a franchise with. All right, uh, Dave, you actually kind of inspired me on this one, believe it or not. But uh, my number I, two... I don't see what's so hard to believe. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what it is. <laughs> you scared him away. Ah. Uh. Whoops. My uh, fault. Isaro Tanaka from Major League Two. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> he, he, he is the outfielder. He does not speak English. He is very volatile. Uh, he and Pedro do not get along at first, but they become friends. He's a smart ass. Uh, and, uh, if you watch like the movie, like he is like really athletic and like does, he's a really good outfielder. Like he's, he's jumping off the, the, uh, the back, uh, back wall and the backboard and like jumping in the stands and like doing backflips and catching the ball and punching through signs and stuff when he grabs it. I mean, he really like, he gives it his all man. Like, uh, he's, he's a warrior dude. And, uh, you know, just, he just makes me laugh. He makes me smile. He would, you know, I would totally justify paying him $175 million a year to be in the outfield. Hey, great clubhouse guy. Yeah, he's yes. also a good clubhouse guy. Little intense, but good clubhouse presence. That's just the culture there, man. Telling everybody, is, telling everybody they got no marbles. <laughs> they got no marbles. Uh, dude. And he does uh, the thing with his hands. Culturally offensive, but. He's a good guy. Yeah, extremely <laughs> racist, extremely yeah. racist portrayal of a Japanese baseball player. But he's uh, that's like just 90s America, baby. Yeah, Bloodbath, you're right. He's like uh, he's like robbing home runs by like jumping on the outfield fence, like standing on top of it, robbing home runs, which is something I always wondered. Like in real baseball, sometimes people have time, but they don't even try. Like some of those guys, I know those guys are athletic enough to like do the Ken Griffey Jr. thing, put a cleat in the outfield thing and like get up on top of the wall. I don't know why no one tries it. I want to see people try it. I mean, with as much money as these guys make anymore, that that's just a risk, dude. You get a metal cleat caught in that thing, fucking like rip your Achilles in half. I, I would never do it. That did happen to Ken Griffey Jr. one time also. He <laughs> yeah. broke his ankle so trying to do that. nobody ever so. did it again, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to see people try. I saw a dude do it in Major League. I know it's possible. 
<laughs> I just want to see people on the sideline doing the marbles thing with yeah. the hands. It's, yeah. yeah, that's what I want to see more in baseball. Old women in the crowd doing the marbles hand gesture. <laughs> that's a good pick. I like Major League Two. I like Major League One a lot more, but Major League Two is pretty funny. And I, I think I saw. I was having a conversation with someone about this today. Like, I saw Major League Two before I saw Major League, so like, I just think I like it more. I saw Terminator Two before I saw Terminator, and there's one more. I saw the second Bill and Ted movie before I saw the first one, and so I just Ouch. I think I like all those. I think I like all of those <laughs> movies. I like all those movies more just because I saw them first. Never seen yeah. Harry Potter or remember the Titans though, but Bill and Ted Two. <laughs> And two's great. Have you seen it, Aaron? No, no, I don't like movies. Then I, then I, then I shut the fuck up. It's actually in the. <laughs> house, so That's, what That's what I do. That's what I do. If I were you, Aaron, I'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut Aaron the was fuck also up. busy listening to the Violent Femmes, so that's why he <laughs> yeah, didn't dude. watch it. <laughs> uh, good pick. Oh, man, just cannot state enough how racist that portrayal of Japanese (laughs) people is. It's insane. should not have glossed over that. It is, it is very, very prominent. Yeah. But that guy's a baller. He is a good baseball player. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to number ones. And before we do, we'll hear a word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones, and we record super late at night for for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners. 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. And we're back, and I will start with my number one pick. 
a fictional athlete from a fictional sport, just like Aaron said at the beginning. My number one pick is if we're starting a Calvin ball team, I want Calvin on my team. I want Calvin, the one who invented the game. He makes the rules. He makes the rules. Win every time. Nobody knows how to make uh, a successful Calvin ball game better than Calvin himself. This is Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes for anyone who uh, didn't have a childhood, I guess. Um, I'm happy we get to talk about Calvin and Hobbes on the podcast for the first time. Me too, dude. Calvin and Hobbes is the fucking best. Uh, Those who didn't read it, there is a sport in the game where the only rule is that you make up the rules as you go, and each Calvin ball game just dissolves into complete chaos, them arguing over rules that like neither of them made up, but somehow they're talking about, and it's just... uh, just a completely silly and entertaining idea of a game. I think me and my brother tried to play Calvin Ball a few times, and it's just, I mean, it's harder Every than strip, it sounds. It's a different rule set, man. Like, yeah. like part one of the rules is, like, you can make up rules as the game goes along. Yeah, that's how the that's game works. That's a crazy answer, dude. That's, that's like, Calvin Ball on a professional. Okay, let me ask yeah, you this question. Professional Calvin Ball. there was a professional Ball. baseball player, who, of all the professional baseball players, who would be the best at Calvin Ball? Of the professional baseball players? Yeah, if you had uh, big one, who, who would be the best at Calvin Ball? Dude, I don't I don't fucking know, man. Someone who's like really like outgoing and weird. That would be the no, best wrong. one. Wrong. It's it's Pedro Serrano, but thanks okay. for playing. <laughs> All right. So thanks. Uh thanks for that. But um yeah, I first of all, the idea of professional Calvin Ball is weird because there are no like set rules for the game. And if we are starting professional Calvin Ball, I want Calvin on my team. Hobbs is also a great choice because he's a tiger, of course. Uh, (laughs) You want a tiger on your team. But I'm going to go with the inventor, the namesake of the game, Calvin Ball. Uh, So that's my number one pick, Uh, Calvin. Calvin and Hobbs rules. It is the greatest comic strip ever. No real competition in my mind. Uh, I just want to be able to talk about Calvin and Hobbes for a few minutes on the podcast. Documentary. What, Bloodbath? Here's a documentary about Calvin and Hobbes, about the awesome. author and the history of the comic. Yeah. Like yeah, it's really good, Mr. Watterson or um, something like Calvin that. Calvin and Hobbes is great. I didn't know that there was a game. I've never heard of Calvin Ball before. Oh, it's in some of the strips. It's uh, I mean, it's they don't do it like every time, but I would say each of the like Calvin and Hobbes book uh, like collections has at least one strip where they're playing Calvin ball in it. They basically just get like a volleyball or a soccer ball and they go out and just a ball. It starts out as like kind of like baseball or kickball or something like that, where you're running around the bases and you need to get home and that's how you score or how you win. But they make up new rules like, every other second and so like they're always you know no one ever like finishes the game because they're always real they're always fighting about the rules and they end up like getting into a fight calvin and Hobbes. so yeah it's just a uh, really silly uh, i would love to see professional calvin ball how many people do you think would be on a professional calvin ball team like two versus two or something like that nah man i think, I, I think you gotta keep it pure. yeah 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 it's like tennis you know yeah, okay. I agree. 
it's a game of of real skill, right? Okay. Yeah, one on one. I'm with it. So what I'm then, looking yeah. at, so I looked up the rules to Calvin Ball, and it's uh, so it says there are no rules to Calvin Ball, uh, except that like uh, you can't use the same rule twice, except for uh, rules that you can use twice. <laughs> That's, <all laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Calvin Ball. Just trying to imagine any like or any putting any level of organization on Calvin Ball, like trying to figure out who wins or anything like that is very, uh, my brain is starting to hurt thinking about that. So, well, I, yeah. I think it's pretty simple, man. Like the game ends when you fist fight each other and the winner of that fist fight wins the game. Yeah, that's probably Regardless true. Regardless of how many points have been scored. Yeah. Correct. And when they're, I remember in the strips when they're talking about Calvin Ball, they're they're often not even their scores is like oogie to boogie or something like that. Or it's like, <laughs> it's or it's like yeah, it's like seven to like fleck or something like <laughs> yeah, that. To Pluto. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a whole other can of worms there. I guess if each game is inevitably going to turn into a fist fight, then I probably do want to pick Hobbs for my team because you know he's a tiger. But he's a tiger. I already said Calvin, so I'm going to go with the namesake, Calvin Ball, Calvin. Um, Aaron, what is your number one fictional athlete? All right, so my fiction, my number one fictional athlete to start a franchise with is going to be a Little League baseball team, and it's going to be one Pablo Sanchez. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know who Pablo Sanchez is, but there, is, there were and probably still is a series of uh, backyard sports games where it's basically like you get the pick of the litter of all these neighborhood kids for whatever sport uh, they're going to play. Uh, and you just get a pick, a, basically do like a pickup team thing, and that's your team and you play in a league. For anybody who has played any of these backyard games, and I say Pablo Sanchez, everybody knows that he is the fucking goat at every yep. one of those games. Mm -hmm. Baseball, football soccer he he is the best i remember the first time i played backyard baseballs uh we uh i was playing with my friend matt ferguson we were very little it was on like our home computer and uh we were looking for the ninth person for our baseball lineup we were just looking at these little kids and like you can click on them and look at their stats and stuff and we were like oh we already had eight players we see this little tiny spanish kid he doesn't speak any english at all like uh, and we clicked on him and his stats are perfect Four out of four on hitting, four out of four on pitching, like three out of four <laughs> on fielding, and then four out of four on speed. Uh, you you put Pablo Sanchez in your lineup, you are always going to get a home run. You are always going to get an ace pitcher. Um, so, like I said, he might not be like one of those well-known ones, but for anybody who's played a backyard sports game, he is far and beyond the greatest athlete in whatever fucking neighborhood this is all the time like they have sound clips for the kids in the games i guarantee you pablo sanchez has 45 more sound clips than any other player <laughs> like I, I i didn't speak spanish when i was a little kid but you can click on their picture and they'll say something to you and i remember this is like when the internet first came out so you click on pablo and he's like me gusta baseball and i'm like oh something baseball let me look that up so it's like <laughs> i was also kind of learning something uh but keeping it short there is not a better fictional or at least a video game athlete that has the stats aside from maybe Michael Vick that could even compare to how good Pablo Sanchez was 
in that specific lead so or league. So my number one, Pablo Sanchez. Yeah, Pablo Sanchez is the create a player that you make where you you turn all the stats up to ninety nine. <laughs> yes. But he was already in the game that way. Like, and they make him just this little kid, so you don't think about it. Like you, you look at him, and you're like, no, nah, I don't want that kid. But yeah, then you and, click on him, it's like an Easter egg. Like, oh shit, I found the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, and he's not like an unlockable, like secret character. He's just in no, the game. No, he's there. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's there. And you're like, nah, he's two foot seven. I don't want him. And then later in later uh, backyard baseball games, didn't they added like real players in there, right? He was better than all but of them. Pablo Sanchez was better. still better than like Manny Ramirez and like yes. all these awesome, all these other awesome Nomar players. Garcia Parra, like could yeah. not hold a candle to him, dude. Yeah, Pablo Sanchez, the goat. Everyone, if you know, you know. Basically, with Pablo with Pablo Sanchez, I thought about for like on that note, like great video game sports athletes like i was thinking about like okay uh mario from all the mario sports games like maybe if i want a if i'm putting together uh, together a golf team give me mario um or i was thinking like the the nameless player that was michael jordan's replacement because michael jordan <laughs> wouldn't let people use wouldn't his uh, wouldn't let people use his uh his likeness in games but then i thought like I didn't play backyard baseball, but I know about the legend of Pablo Sanchez um, just from like anyone else who played backyard baseball. That's all they talk about from those games. So I don't even hang out with that kid. Matthew Ferguson, he's been one of my good friends basically since I was five. I don't really talk to him anymore, but like once a year, like ESPN will put out like a fake article about Pablo Sanchez and he immediately links it to me. I'm like, oh, that's right. Matt Ferguson still exists. And you know about Pablo Sanchez too. High five. We used to be best friends. Hell yeah. Pablo Sanchez bringing people together. Me gusta baseball. <laughs> hey, I know one of those words. <laughs> May is a month. <laughs> Uh, all right, Alan, what's your number one fictional athlete to start a franchise with? My number one fictional athlete um, can play any sport, uh, play any position, or all positions. Whatever you want, whatever you need. Number one, Bugs Bunny. Um, Hell yeah. I mean, so... I, I think that I would probably start with the baseball franchise just because I think there's money to be made there. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm not I'm not foreclosing the idea of, uh, you know, football or basketball or or all three. Simultaneously, Bugs Bunny could be the only player on all of those teams. He would just, you know, in between scenes, he would sweat a lot on camera and eat carrots uh, it would be funny as he does um, as he does but uh, you know i mean you see it all the time in in bugs Bunny's cartoons um he's an amazing athlete faster stronger plays every position or all the positions um size 14 sneaker size 14 sneaker i mean so you know what that's worth um, but I, I really don't have too much of an argument. I thought this one was a little bit self-explanatory, but uh, Bugs Bunny, number one. 
I saw that motherfucker in Space Jam throw a perfect chest pass with his fucking ears, dude. No real <laughs> athlete can do that. Nobody, bro. Nobody. Yeah, man. Can LeBron James throw a chest pass with his ears? I don't think so. I don't think so, dog. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I also remember Bugs Bunny in Space Jam, key contributor to the uh, the team that saved the lives of Steve many. Steve Kerr, dude. What? He was Steve Kerr, man. Is that little dude out there winning championships? Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. Yeah, that's, I mean, does Bugs Bunny get screen time playing other sports? I only remember ever seeing him play uh, basketball. No, he played baseball and football. Um, he kind of got beat up playing football a little bit, but yeah, he is a he plays every a position on the baseball. <laughs> well, field. he's a rabbit. He is a rabbit. He is a rabbit. It's yeah. tough when you're going against NFL defensive linemen. That is tough. And those He's Looney the... Tunes football players were so huge. <laughs> they were massive. He's done a lot of bullfighting. I believe a lot of bullfighting. Has he? A sport in some countries. Yeah, there's lots of episodes where he's fighting bulls. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're putting together a bullfighting team. Bugs Bunny should be your first pick. Oh, clearly. Yeah. Plus, he doesn't age. You can keep him forever. That's true. That's a key uh, key thing when you're putting together a team. You want to make sure that your players never get old and retire. Locked up. Yeah. You sign Bugs Bunny to a 96-year contract. You should be good. <laughs> sign him to one of those. Uh, uh, who's that dude on the Mets? Bobby Bonilla. Sign him to a Bobby Bonilla deal. Davis. Yes. <laughs> Uh, sign him to that Alex Rodriguez like 13 year contract you will have no regrets just like with Alex Rodriguez you'll be super happy you did it <laughs> uh, alright uh, let's finish this up Bloodbath what is your number one fictional character in which to form a franchise of sport with would be High's very own uh, Al Bundy. Uh, Al Bundy for Married from? with Children. Married with okay. Children. Okay. Ed, Ed O'Neill. His, uh, he is a former, sorry, I am looking it up so I make sure I say this right. Hold on. Uh, Al Bundy was a former fullback at Polk High, High School. He often brags that he had four touchdowns in one game. Uh, He even got a football scholarship, but broke his leg and was unable to attend. And the actor Ed O'Neill was in real life a, uh, was on, uh, went to the training camp for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, unfortunately, and he did not make the cut and he pursued a career in acting. Uh, but uh, this would be specifically for a um, grudge match franchise. So it would be Al Bundy, who is full of piss and vinegar and hatred for his life and the world around him, uh, <laughs> playing a high school reunion football game uh, with his uh, championship winning high school team who, whose um, quarterback has had a, uh, Exchange to a female, and the rest of the team is overweight and uh, severe alcoholics. 
and Al Bundy would have a massive heart attack in the middle of the game. So my number pit, my number one pick is Al Bundy. That's a hell of a way to go out. He's right. He did like he did play for the Steelers. Like not like really, but like yeah, he was there, man. Like nineteen fifty eight or some shit. Uh, dude, not that long ago. What year then? Get up. I'll get up. I just want to say that if you're an athlete, especially in a in like a a physical sport, hatred for yourself and the world around you is one hell of a motivator. I want a guy who hates everything. <laughs> if I have a football team, <laughs> oh pain! I hate that. I don't feel it. Yeah, exactly. So he was drafted by the Steelers in 1969. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, customary. All the modern, Aaron. <laughs> should be happy. I don't understand that. He yeah, he he had a scholarship. He had a scholarship at Ohio University, and then he got drafted by the Steelers. Oh shit! Oh. For real? That's awesome. Never mind. He's my number one now too. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's like you should be proud. Like. Your alma mater. Um, anyway, yeah, dude, like, good pick. I mean, like, I don't know, like, I didn't really watch Married with Children when it was on, when I was a kid or anything like that. I, it was, like, it was definitely a show that, like, was just came on way before my time, and I just, I I never really connected with it or whatever. Um, it's on Hulu, and, and, like, in the last couple of years, like, I've, I've gone through a spell where, like, I'll start, like, watching episodes of it. It's pretty funny. I definitely think it's, like, very much of its time, and, like, I can't say that it like really speaks to me like heavily, but like it's it's a funny show and uh, Al Bundy's uh, failed football career is definitely like a constant, like, a recurring theme and joke. So, um, and it's always like spurred by like he's just like such a like dour, depressive, like you know, hate filled like man and like all that like energy into like a, a like nasty like. 40 year old man like revenge like grudge match football game would just be you know just epic so again that would be you know where i'm coming from with it well here's where you're absolutely right I, i've seen a fair amount of uh married with children dude like you know who al bundy is and like he like he, you hit it right on the head he's just this like old asshole guy who's upset with where his life is now like if anything the whole like crux of his character <laughs> is like based around that idea that he could have been something but instead he decided to sell shoes like you know and the he one broke, thing that he broke his leg in, married his wife and now has to sell shoes yep yep and that and, and and again that is like him being a football player and not only that a very very good one is why he has all of this regret and stuff like because like it's it's a recurring joke he says it four thousand times throughout that entire series man but it's 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 just like a bildo tree man like you know i'm saying these old high school legends that you know never went any further but uh it's that's a really good pick man plus like you said the actor played professional football too so i have never seen married with children i've never considered watching it but i do 100% of the time when people say Al Bundy, I think of Ted Bundy. So that is my contribution to this discussion. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, Ted Bundy on a football field, I feel like... Kicker. 
yeah, he would probably he would definitely be a kicker or a punter or something like that. Some uh, non-contact would guy. not really be able to use his uh, his personality and his guile on the football field quite as well. I gotta say, <laughs> gotta say, bloodbath. I don't really think that Ted Bundy's a good pick. I'm not sure where your head is with this bloodbath. <laughs> guile. <laughs> What? That's what Ted Bundy did. He wasn't like a big, strong dude. It's just a funny word when you say it with that Norm MacDonald like dryness. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you had Ted Bundy out on the field, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our honorable mentions. <laughs> and uh, my honorable mention there is um, is uh, Bobby Boucher. Bobby Hell Boucher yeah. is my honorable mention. Uh, another linebacker, probably a better player when he's on top of his game than Gary Bertier or Julius Campbell. Uh, Bobby Boucher was like, when he was mad, the single greatest defensive player in the history of like sports, I think. Bobby Boucher would like just win an entire game by himself. Did he have like nine and a half sacks? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're they're always reading Bobby Boucher's stats, and he's it's just asked, Bobby Boucher goes into halftime with forty two tackles and nine and a half sacks, <laughs> three touchdowns. <laughs> so yeah, it's my honorable mention, Bobby Boucher. Aaron, what's yours? Uh, my honorable mention is going to be Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> they they uh, sort of introduce him as a character as just, so there's this weird little scene and I'll make this quick, but where he's, uh, where his manager's freaking out because they need a home run and Yamcha's like, all right, I'll go out there and I'll hit this home run for you, but you got to pay me 487 million yen. And he's like, fine, please do anything. And Yamcha just goes out and crushes a home run. So I always thought that like if DBZ characters were to like play regular sports, they would just be the best <laughs> at any individual sport. Uh, oh, but yeah. Yamcha, they actually like brought it to the forefront. We're like, no, he's like the best hitter in the history of baseball, uh, which is very funny because he's the worst fighter in the history of Dragon Ball Z. So uh, honorable mention Yamcha. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yamcha. <laughs> Uh, Alan, what's your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention is Joanna Mann to start my WNBA <laughs> franchise. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just <clears throat> just chance, sheer guys, domination. See y'all later. <laughs> all, you have, all you'd have to do is, uh, is make sure his wig stayed on. That was the only failing in that movie. That was the... That was the only bad part about that movie is when his wig fell off at the end. <laughs> Bar none. The rest of it the only, was superb. That was the only bad part. Yeah. <laughs> would have won an Oscar if his wig didn't fall off. It would have. It would have. It's close. Uh, all right. Bloodbath, what's your honorable mention? Hank Rutherford Hill for a running back on my football team. He... Led the league in rushing. His record remains unbroken. Thank you. All right. Fair enough. Okay, and we're going to move into our listener responses now. I'll get us started with Sarah Bush. Her number three is Chet Stedman from Rookie of the Year. Number two is Bobby Boucher. 
uh, from The Waterboy. By the way, check out Sarah on the What Would Mom Do podcast where they recently talked about The Waterboy. It was a very funny episode. And her number one is Rick Vaughn from Major League. All right. Next up, we have Jess. Uh, her number three is Airbud. A good one. Number two, Happy Gilmore. Number one, Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. Great fucking pick. And honorable mention, it's knuckle puck time. Don't know what Hell that yeah. means. It's from Mighty Ducks. From the man. Mighty Ducks. Oh, Mighty those Ducks. Suck. He sucks. From Keenan and the Mighty little, Ducks, little, right? Those little fucking turd. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, you seem to remember the Titans, right, Bloodbath? I mean, I've I mean, seen Mighty Ducks. Weird. I guess that's Mighty Ducks too. Those those yeah, movies okay. are not great, but when you oh, were eight fine. years old, they were fine. Solid at the drive-in times. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Next, it sounds. Next up is Jerf, uh, whose number three is Neon Bordeaux uh, from Blue Chips. Number two is Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. And number one is Steve Nebraska from The Scout. It's Brendan Fraser, and that was on my short list of honorable mentions, dude. He's Otani, but in a movie. He could pitch and hit. That was a very cool movie. I like how, I like how somebody had a league of their own on there. Twice. Yeah, twice. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always heard that Blue Chips is good, and I've never seen it. It's got Shaquille O'Neal in it. Which yeah, same. Never seen it, good. man. Should be good if it has Shaq in it. Oh, for sure. All right, next up we have Beaky with number three, Bloodbath. Wild. Bloodbath. <laughs> yeah. <I got> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that is the most bloodbath thing that's ever happened. We have so... Becky. <laughs> we have Becky with number three, Wild Thing. Brick uh, uh, Voss, Rich Voss, I can't remember, uh, from Major League. Number two, anyone in a league of their own? Good choice. And number one, Airbud. <laughs> Airbud. Um, I po- I posed the question after getting some of the listener responses: Should we Michael Bumpus Airbud? And then no one put Airbud on their list. So fair enough. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Chris. Uh, Chris's number three is Juan Agacate. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, from the game Guacamele, he is a, uh, a wrestler, a luchador. Um, number two is Wild Wing Flashblade from the Mighty Ducks cartoon. And number one is Bobby Boucher. All right, next up we have Chad. Uh, his number three is Jesus Shuttlesworth, God-tier name uh, from He Got Game. Uh, number two, Ricky Vaughn from Major League. And number one, Kenny fucking Powers. How did I forget about Kenny Powers? How did I forget I about no Kenny idea. Powers? Holy I have no shit. idea. None of us said Kenny Powers, man. Weird. Damn, dude. I consider Kenny Powers, but I was also thinking about like clubhouse chemistry a little bit, and you can't, <laughs> you can't have your entire team following the way Kenny Powers acts. It's just not feasible. Uh, next up is Mo, whose number three is. Pablo Sanchez, any sport doesn't matter. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, no, number two is Forrest Gump at running back. I considered Forrest Gump for ping pong. 
Um, <laughs> number one, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Solid choices all around. And honorable mention, Henry Rowan Gardner, but only if his arm is still broken. <laughs> trick is you got to break it after every season, Mo. That's the trick. <laughs> yeah, Alan figured it out. Put the 15-year-old kid's arm on the table, hit it with the hammer misery style. <laughs> yep. You got yourself a ball player. Alan cracked the code. I'm surprised nobody else said Forrest Gump. I had thought that early on. Did Forrest Gump play sports in the movie? College football. Remember. Like, yeah. he did? College okay. football and ping pong, yeah. Okay, fair enough. To meet the president. And running. Yeah. I starting a track running. and field team. Cross-country team. Football. All right. Jim has great answers, by the way. Number three, Bugs Bunny to start an NBA team. Number two, the Shaq from Shaq Fu to start a Kung Fu film franchise with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> and number one, Rocky Rock, Rocky to start a Rosetta Stone franchise. <laughs> Jim went hard on He went deep on that. Jim went a different direction with the word franchise. Um, but <laughs> can you... Can you imagine trying to learn a language with Rocky trying to explain it to you on a Rosetta Stone software? I can now. Yeah. Biblioteca. Means library. Uh all right. Well, that's all of our listener responses. I know. So thank you, everybody who wrote in. Um <laughs> Even if there were more listener responses, we would not have been able to read them out loud after Bloodbath's Rocky impression. But thank you, everybody, for sharing your lists. Um, if you would like to participate in an upcoming episode, keep your eyes out on our social media pages. We put out the call for listener responses on Fridays. Oh, oh I'm sweating. I got to take my shirt off after that. Um, <laughs> uh, so that is going to do it for here for us here at a top three podcast. Uh, thank you everybody for your, your top threes again. Uh, thanks Aaron, Alan, bloodbath. Good. Uh, good welcome. top three, everybody. And, uh, may the best Calvin ball team win. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>